Mike, you fucked up. They want me to say it again. <laughs> the truth is the truth, yeah. though. Really, I mean, think about it. You know, I don't know what you were doing. You know, probably had something you thought you had to do, or just maybe you got in an argument with your girl or something. I don't know. But you should have come. You'll live with that, I'm sure. We'll see you later. All right, Dead and Hip Hop here after the Run the Jewels show, <laughs> LP, Killer Mike, just tore the stage down. Despot was here, Cool AD, they just rocked the stage. If you were here in Atlanta and you were not at this show, you missed it. <laughs> here with my man, LP. What's good, man? Enjoy the show, man. That was a straight ass show. <laughs> Thank you very well, much. This is my second time actually getting a chance to see you. I saw you last year when you were here as that well. Was a fun show, too. Yeah, yeah. So that I was think dope. This, too. Might, this one might have yeah. even. You know, uh, this yeah, one was good, I man. Agree. Atlanta, yeah, yeah. Atlanta showed up, man. You yeah. could, we couldn't ask for anything more. So. Yeah, yeah. It was so. Cool. so you know Dead in Hip Hop. What's good? So you know, you know about us and stuff. Yeah, I know. I know about you. <laughs> Once in a while, I peep little reviews and, and I saw the, the review of The Run of Jewels and I was like, man, these guys actually listen to the music. Music. Yeah, I really like that because you guys were talking about music like me and my friends talk about music And that's what I got from you guys. You guys are friends and you guys love music mm -hmm. and I really respect that man I appreciate that. Yeah, so yeah, I appreciate that. I, yeah. I, I thank you guys for taking the time to like, you know, listen to what we're doing and really talk about it So it was cool, man. LP you, you mentioned tonight something about just Atlanta and how Atlanta showed show you so much love. Did you ever really like imagine that that the amount of reception that you're receiving tonight and in this day and age, like you will receive that much love from Atlanta like that, like like tonight? Well, I, I'll put it, I'll put it to you this way. I you know, Company Flow, which was my first group, mm -hmm. we actually felt a lot of love from Atlanta. There were some amazing DJs down here. There's a store called More Dusty Than Digital at one point, if I'm not mistaken, and there were just amazing DJs down here who were spinning us and, and I've always felt that love out here and as a kid from Brooklyn you don't really know why or where you know you don't know what's going on but it was it's just something that I've really you know I've really been humbled by and, and coming out here and and you know working with Mike obviously has given me a, a whole other level of appreciation right. for it out yeah. here and, and so to get that type of love man you know you, you never think that you never know what's gonna happen and I just I just really feel humbled you know I really feel thankful that people came out to the show it was amazing and, and and continue to and it's just like I don't even know what to say about it except thank you and and you know hopefully we give the type of show that people want to come back to and you know Oh, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Y'all all really roll with each other, huh? <laughs> this is like crazy, man. This is how the fuck we doing it. Right. <laughs> this is Jamie, this is Mike. I came back like I said I would. <laughs> I am motherfucking hot. Yeah, What's up, man? How y'all doing? You was on that cooking, man. Yeah, man, I was like, what the hell? That ain't nothing but the bankhead bounce with bad times. Oh, that's what's up. You put a hell of a show on, man. Thank you, Hell of a show, man. Hey. All right, fellas, I'm gonna go eat and drink. Yes. Which is one of my next. <laughs> what happened? How <laughs> 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 you bounce? Man, I did have no faith, man. He's the biggest person in the world, Come on, B. Come on, B. It's fucked up, man. It's like, you know. <laughs> It is kind of like that. I tried to, to tell him, man. I tried to tell him, man. Right, man. Amazing show. Thank you. As usual. <laughs> All right, fellas. It was great to meet you guys. Yeah, you too, man. All right, see you later. Thank you, guys. Dead End Hip Hop. Peace. Um, Dead End Hip Hop. Here with the legendary. <laughs> K. 
killer Mike. Hey, what up? What up? What up? What up? We debating. <laughs> I hope y'all enjoyed the show, man. Man, 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 the, show, man the show was, was crazy, crazy man. man. I saw, I saw the moves up there. Yeah, <laughs> old school moves. <laughs> you know, the spin move. Ohio players and shit. I was so glad you started off with Big B's, man. I, that shit gives me pump every time, man. That's Bye, I be want that, man. Yes. I'm gonna tell you, like I love it when the crowd, like, like you know, a lot of times crowds come and they get shy because mm -hmm. they used to singing it by themselves in the car. Yeah. I love when everybody realized everybody's doing this. That's the perfect song to start off a concert. Oh, yeah. Every you, time, it's like it just sets the energy off so Thank quick. You with so that, man. I it love means it, man. the world to me. It means the world to me. I, um, you know, I was nine years old rapping in front of my grandma mirror. That's what I saw. Hey, that's what I saw. You know, man, I'm just happy. I'm happy to be home. Yeah. I'm happy that, uh, you know, in spite of no commercial radio playing in yeah. Atlanta, our show's capacity never sold out. It just showed you the power of hip hop. Like, I appreciate every Southern hip hopper that was in that room supporting. Thank you. Yeah, I think it's kind of dope that, you know, that Atlanta, you know, is really just continuing to fuck with you like that. Like, I know this is your hometown yeah. and shit like that, so they're still gonna rock with you, but, you know, Back in the day, you had these big, loud Southern sounds, and now you, you know, you still you with LP, and you know he's doing this thing, and and you guys are kind of united. But Atlanta's still fucking with you. Well, I, I've always maintained a, a musical standard too. You know, um, you know, I, I, my, I never sacrificed the quality of my music. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. at, at at worst, you can say well, all the mixes weren't right, but you can't say I didn't go find dope beats. And I did keep tinkering it to understand it. In regards to L shit, L is big. This beats yeah, are yeah, big. Yeah, yeah. They dark, they broding, they bass heavy. That's kind of a prerequisite for Southern beats. And they soulful, which is really a prerequisite for Southern beats. So, you know, it's just good music. And, 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 and I, it's amazing that the reverse is now. It was, Premier was a Texas boy that provided a core sound for a New York sound. And then you have. LP, I think, providing and pushing forward a core sound for Atlanta because I think kids are going to take what I'm doing and progress it and push it forward. And I know I am. So this is you. I think you're going to see more of this, not less of this. Because even plotting out Underground Atlanta Part 2, the last time it was real street based because I was a fan of those artists, of the OJs, of the Ralphs, the Gucci's. Like we were real fans. But I think now I want to do more what me and L did marry these unlikely people together. Like I want to sound, see what it sounds like to get. Pacific Div, Pac Div on a on a track with, you know, two nine. You know what I mean? I want to mm -hmm. hear some of those things because these are all kids I like and I think they'll sound good together. So Underground Atlanta is going to be, I think, a furthering of that even. Yeah, and I thought it was cool on rap music how you had Bum B and T.I. over a, L, on a LP beat. And, I thought that was so dope. Big Boy on the new one. Like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah what, I was like, that's man. very personal and very thought out and it's something L and I wanted. Like, you know, I want I want, like I'm, fr I have, I'm friends with like famous people that are really, really successful in rap. And I have been where I am in the underground, establishing a kingdom of sorts that's dope and powerful in the music. And I want my friends to get a chance to get it. Like, Banana Clipper was supposed to be on Big Boy's album. Oh, mm. really? Wow. Dumbass A&R. <laughs> <laughs> you can crazy. keep that in there. Right, right. Before you knows. actually did that, the album, the, the rap music, before you did that, were you actually already familiar with LP's work? Yes, of course. So, of course. so you were already a fan? Oh, I see. In the company flow sense and in the hearing some. And he was familiar with my work in that way. 
But I also think that's what made place for a genuine friendship to be formed because we both went into it with no expectations. You know, we both, and that was a pure place to be. So of course, you know, like you, if you watch Rap City, you couldn't miss in the burners. You know what I mean? Um, but what I wasn't as familiar with, with was the incredible work of Weatherman, which I come up caught up with the incredible artist who was Camus. Like, there's never been like to me when you have artists like Kilo Ali and like Camus, you know, you have artists that are able to sing, rap, be whole other yo, images of things and that thing is just that is just that's amazing to me and i cherish artists like that that may be unsung but still very deserving so um dope of course i was familiar with like cannibal ox you know of course i was me of course i heard a soulful dope ass <laughs> shit. but to get in there and work with lp and figure out my own sound it was best that in the peripheral we knew each other we knew the songs we were supposed to know and then we got a chance to learn each other you know like l hadn't God in the building, made, he put it like this, he said, I gotta do God in the building three. Like, cause mm -hmm. he wasn't familiar with that, he was familiar with the stuff that had been out on radio, but getting able to be familiar with that, you know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. I've loved growing as a friend, I've loved growing this mutual respect, and I'm, I'm loving the tag team we got. Yeah, like, like what inspired y'all to do that run the Jews, man? Cause I know it well, seemed like y'all had so much fun recording that out. Oh, that's, that's all it was? Friendship, weed, and mushrooms. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Are we going to expect more running Jews albums? Absolutely. It's a real group. Okay. We're a group. Okay. We are a rap yes. group. Yes. Yeah, we are a rap group. And we want to be heralded as one of the best rap groups ever. So absolutely. Okay. okay. You know, you're going to hear more of that. We're going to continue to try to upstage every one of the rap groups yeah. you think is dope. Because that's what hip hop is supposed to be about. You know, I'm not aiming for, you know, whoever. I'm aiming for Outkast, I'm aiming for Run DMC, I'm aiming for EPMD, Four Classic Records. We are setting our trajectory through the roof because I want, the only way I've been able to constantly give better and better music is to, after I finish climbing one mountain, to look at the next peak and say, I want to climb that. Even after rap music, my mission now is to top rap music. You know, and that's my, and my mission before that was the top Pledge 3. Yeah. That Rolling Stone tell all, oh, Pledge 3 is the, he's finally done it. And then we came with rap music. So now, you know, and whatever's next, you know, it's going to be next. So I'm just, um, I'm happy that people like you and the people behind the camera that are watching this give me an opportunity and have given me an opportunity to progress myself over the last 10 years. And I, uh, I'm just very fortunate. I'm very thankful to you for that. I saw you have another pledge coming next year Absolutely. and rap music too coming next year. Yeah, I'm trying to, what I'm going to do is going in the studio when I come home. I'm going to come home in eight days. I'm going to go fishing, smoke marijuana, <laughs> hang out with my children, you know, and do some cool shit. And, and then I'm going to get in the studio and I'm going to record three and four records at a time and see where the energy goes. And wherever the energy goes is where I'll end up, you know. My ego wants to make the elegant elephant and have everybody be on my dick and say, oh man, he's the man, he's the boss, you know. But we'll see because that record has the shape itself. But, you know, I'm in a transitional moment now. I'm going to be different next year. My shows are going to be better. My shows are going to be dope and they're going to be lively. You know, people are saying now I get one of the best shows around, but I gotta, yeah, yeah. I gotta do better. Like you gotta I do better than what you just, I what watch, you just did absolutely. right now. I watch wow. Tech Nine videos every day. You know, I am, I am amazed by what he and Travis have been able to do, and I think that me and my team have the ability to do that. I think that I've been blessed to become a truly independent artist, and between Killer Mike and LP and the Runner Juice thing, I think we're setting up a culture that's different from what's offered to rappers now, and I want to embellish that, like. You know, this is church when you come here, and I want this feeling to keep, travel on past the moments because my music only works if your life changes. 
you know, the kids that come up to me and say, hey, and you the sneaker shop? <clears throat> I started this sneaker shop based on your speech and pledge too. I, I opened this store up because of yo, you told me to find my boss and, and be my own boss. Like, that's, you know, people say, I want to change lives. What does that mean? What does that dumb shit mean? Yeah. When you rappers say, I want to change lives. You sound like Al Sharpton, nigga, because you don't have no plan. You don't, you're not, you're not acknowledging the life change that's made. Ain't nobody coming up to you saying, man, I that's not changing life. Changing life is telling someone you need to plot, plan, strategize, organize, and mobilize. That's what I did in Pledge 2. DJ Tabor, who's a barbershop and salon owner in Tacoma, Washington, comes to my shows. He say, Mike, I was selling real estate when the real estate market fell. I told myself, I'm going to put myself through barber college and I'm going to open up my own business. Man, I got one of the most successful shops in Tacoma, and he accredits Pledge 2 with inspiring him to do that. That's a life-changing moment. That's what I'm trying to do. You know, a kid hit me and said, hey, man, I'm on my fourth year in the military. I think I'm going to make it a career. And I went in and decided to change my life and get on the block based on Pledge 2. I am trying to honestly inspire you to do something. I'm not just saying change your lives. I'm saying make a decision and do something and see where you are four years later. I'm only here because I made a decision that they were wrong when they said they ain't have what it takes. I just made the decision that they were wrong when they say, ah, he might not have it. They was wrong. And every time they see these crowds, they have to know they were wrong. Every time they see the quotes go up and the t-shirts get bought, they have to know they were wrong. Every time they see me and they do that, they have to know that they were wrong. And that's fine with me, you know, because I knew they were wrong before they <laughs> yeah. ever did. And that's what I want my audience to understand. And once you've decided to do something, you've done it. All you got to do is put in the work to show and prove it. Nothing more, nothing less. Oh, yeah, I think that's incredible. <laughs> hey, we're going to end right there, man. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. We, know you we do want to get you at your barbershop. We do want to do that. I'll be back at home in eight days, and everybody okay. knows I love fucking just being in the barbershop. <laughs> <laughs> I want an old barbershop here. It's like, I'll be there. Um, about it. Yeah, please, please come out, man. And again, man, what you guys are doing is so valuable for the culture. It is so valuable for the culture. It is so valuable for the culture. Different brothers, dressing different, yeah. talking different, walking different, <laughs> discussing hip hop. This is what hip hop was when we were kids. Right. This right. is what hip hop was when we were in college. Yeah. This is what hip hop was tonight. And we have to do that. You know, we have to continue to do that. So I salute and thank y'all because I know ain't nobody paying you. Right. I know ain't nobody <laughs> getting your payola to say you like this guy. So I know it's from a passionate and real place. Exactly. So anytime you guys need me, I'm readily available. Thank y'all so much. That, man. Wow. Wow. This, this means I got you, I got you. I'm Killer Michael. My mommy calls me Michael. And you are watching me on Dead End Hip Hop. You bunch of bitches. <laughs> <laughs>